Hey everybody, I'm John Gould. And I'm Nagin Muscati, and this is This Real Estate Life, the official podcast of the Baird and Warner Lincoln Park office. We have so many amazing real estate agents in our office, each with their own unique gifts and personalities, and we really just wanted to create a podcast where you can celebrate those individuals and learn a little bit about real estate along the way. Yeah, so whether you're a real estate agent yourself or just curious to learn more about what we do every day, this is the podcast for you. So thanks for joining us and we hope you love the journey. Woohoo! Welcome to This Real Estate Life, the Baird and Warner Lincoln Park podcast, where we interview agents in our office to learn how they grow their businesses to be successful. I know you're all really disappointed that I'm doing the intro this time and you're wondering where is John Gould? He does such a better job. Well, today we have a very special episode for you because John is actually our guest. So I figured that was the least I can do to intro the episode and not make my guests do it today. So thank you so much for being here, John. You did so good. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Well, I, I learned from the best, that being you. So you set the great example every week. Um, I'm excited to have a little bit of a different episode and, and kind of pick your brain. You know, we talked about taking a, a taking a pause this season to recap the guests that we've had on. We've learned so many amazing things and we've talked to so many wonderful brokers over all seasons for sure. Um, and you just got your real estate license recently. So you now have a new perspective when it comes to these episodes and these conversations with agents. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like every time we interview someone, I'm like, I'm picking their brain. I'm thinking about how I would do business if I was in their shoes. And I think hopefully I'm getting some good insight into what being an agent looks like. I hope. Maybe I'm not. <laughs> well, I think we've definitely, the, the information is out there for you to take. So how you process it is up to you. But I know we've had some great <laughs> interviews on the, on the podcast uh, and you're a smart guy. So I know you're taking good insight from it. You know, this episode, I just really wanted to connect with you and see what you've learned, you know, as an agent myself and someone who's been selling real estate for a while, you know, I probably uh, take in this information in our interviews a little bit differently than you do since this is brand new to you, but you are learn what you've learned from this season so far um, as far as far as what it takes to build a successful real estate career. So before we go into recapping the episodes, is there, is there one thing that has stood out to you and not just from the season, but from any of the three seasons so far as um, a must have skill um, or expertise or mindset to be successful in real estate? Yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely a skill set and there's also a mindset. I think there's one of each. I think the skill set would be to, to be able to work with people and to enjoy people. Um, obviously, this is a people first business. That's what it's all about. It's all about the clients. And if you don't really like love relationships and love investing in people and love really nurturing them, um, this business isn't going to be for you because that's that's the majority of what it is. Um, I feel like no matter what business model these agents are using in their business, it always goes back to putting your clients first, to, to communicating with them, to creating relationships with them. Um, so that's definitely it. You have to be a people person and you have to like, it has to be genuine, right? Like you have to genuinely like working with people. 
Um, otherwise you're gonna burn out in like a second. No, you're absolutely right about that. And I think that's one thing that has made you so successful in your role as our sales support specialist here at the Lincoln Park office, working with agents is you are a people person and you've done a great job of building those relationships. So you, I, you already have that down. That's just a part of who you are. Um, from a mindset perspective, is there anything that stands out to you as something that's important to believe about yourself or about the business every day if you want to wake up and be a successful realtor? Sure. And I, and I mean, this comes from not only doing the podcast, but just from seeing new agents and working with agents just getting into the business. Um, obviously, the mindset being like, you have to treat this like a full-time job, like it is your business. You have to do your homework. You have to do the behind the scenes work of like learning about properties, learning data, all that good stuff. You have to learn, you have to do marketing. You have to be on top of your social media. You have to really invest into every facet of this business in order to like really build something that's long-term and sustainable. This isn't something you can just show up for, you know, kind of contact some clients every, you know, whenever, and then just expect things to, to, to get off the ground. You have to really create a long-term strategy to get this business up and running. And, you know, I, we see new agents all the time come in here and then, then they come every day and they're putting in the hours and they're putting in the time. And now we're seeing their businesses like take off. And that's something really cool to be on the sidelines and watch because like it does prove that if you take this seriously, if you're investing and taking the time to really know your stuff and learn your stuff, that is gonna pay off. Um, average agent who got their license would not be ready to start their business just fresh out of the pre-licensing course at all, at all. They might know like after what year lead disclosures are, are needed, but that's, that's not the entire process of building an actual business. They don't teach you how to build a business in these licensing courses. That's all of us here at Baird and Warner. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's a really important distinction to make because I know, you know, talking with agents who are thinking about getting into the, or people thinking about becoming agents and getting into the business, um, not everybody always has a clear understanding of what it takes and what it's really all about. You mentioned, you know, having a positive mindset and believing in yourself. So to, to dive into our episode recap here a little bit, you know, we had Mike Greco on to kick off the season and he has a phenomenal story, you know being a solo agent, being on the top team at Baird Warner as well, and just like really finding a way to build a unique brand for himself. He shared his compliment corner, you know, like the group where they, they share compliments with each other and keep yeah. each other positive. And I know you really love that moment. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, again, when we're talking about new agents, I think one of the coolest things we experience is the way these new agents will come together and they'll, they'll group up and they'll be each other's support systems. and. I do think that that's really, really valuable because, you know, going into this business can feel overwhelming and at times it can be lonely too. Like all of a sudden you have to figure out your own income. You have to figure out your own job. That's a lot of pressure to have and to see these new agents and to see, you know, Mike take in new agents and help them and nurture them. Like that's so supportive. And I, and I think it's so cool. It's so communal, you know? Um, and a lot of times this business can seem like it's not communal, right? Because you, we can think that we're fighting against other agents and they're taking our listings and it can be very divisive. Divisive? Divisive. <laughs> but it doesn't have to be like that. And I think 
you know, do again through this podcast, through watching agents come in here and start their careers, like there's so much success and and beauty in supporting each other as an office. And I think that's something this office does really, really well. I totally agree. And obviously you and I are biased because, you know, we're here, you know, five days a week. So we, you know, get, and we're involved with more agents probably than the average agent in the office even is because of the nature of our jobs here. Um, so we're biased, but the culture here is phenomenal. It's what it's what gets me excited to wake up and come into the office every day. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And Mike Greco really is, he's like a prime example of that. He's always, he's always being, you know, supportive to another agent. He's always going out of his way to share his experience. He's always doing that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, he's a, he's a solid guy. That was a solid podcast episode. It was, and he is a solid guy. I totally agree. Um, you know, one thing you just touched on too is, you know, the anxiety that can come from having to build a business from scratch. So where do you even begin? And this is the first question I think that we hear from brand new agents is how do I find clients? Because without clients, you can know everything there is to know. You can go to all the trainings and do all the things, but without clients, you don't have a business. So that's something that I thought was great. We interviewed Evelyn Fred and Vicki Silvano this season and both just when I think of how I would describe those women, it's, it's just grit and tenacity and they're not afraid to go out there and make stuff happen. You know, Evelyn talked about her door knocking, especially during the whole uh, recession when people were losing their homes and she just went out there with a, not a, um, a misleading message, but an honest message, making sure that people knew what their rights were and through, through that and through, you know, her integrity in her conversations, she started building a business that way. Um, she also had a good sphere here from all of her previous jobs. And then you have Vicky who came over uh, from the Philippines and had to start from complete scratch. And again, just with that tenacity, the asking for the business, the door knocking, you know, from these two women, I learned a lot. You, what were your takeaways from these episodes and just what it takes to, to really get your business going and up and off the ground? I mean, yeah, I would definitely say to, to both of these women, like they're, they're badass. Like I've always thought that about both of them. It was so cool to actually be able to sit and talk with them. Um, Cause they're always working. They're always hustling. And I think from Evelyn Fred, I really appreciated, um, the way she really makes connections with everyone, not even just her clients, but like the other service providers she works with, all those different pieces. So when her client does need a service that she can't provide, she has someone she can trust and that she can she can hand them to. And it really creates like this really encouraging network that she has for her clients, right? Like no matter what, Evelyn has you. Evelyn has someone who has you. And it creates this like kind of one-stop shop experience that I think is really, really, really cool. Um, so that was one of my biggest takeaways with her. I also just love how she just runs her business. Like she's a boss, like she's a cool, cool. <laughs> I still think about how she used to be a bartender and I still wish that I had known her in those days. Cause I, I bet she was cool as shit. Oh, me too. Me too. She but, is a boss. Yeah, absolutely. And I really, I really appreciate the way she creates, she created a community for her business that supports her business. And I think that's really cool. I love that. Vicki Silvano, I just really um, appreciated the way she talked to us candidly about, you know, her being Filipino and the effect that that's had on her business. Everyone's business to be racially sensitive. It helps everyone to, to, to acknowledge that and to acknowledge the struggles of race. Um, 
And I thought she was very brave. And like, it was, I thought that was a really, really great conversation we had about that. Yeah, she's been, um, you know, pivotal, I think, in just the whole diversity conversation, right? And expanding our minds and um, helping us brokers find opportunities where we can continue to grow as people as well and see ways how, you know, race, ethnicity, sexual orientation, religion, all these differences among us, you know, as agents, um, you know, how we can create better understanding to know more about the people that we are working with, our peers, our clients, and create a better experience overall through just the knowledge and yeah. that inclusivity that comes from being open to diversity. And I also appreciate how she goes out of her way to, to learn and to be a part of different organizations and a, diff a part of different groups to like continue to expand her knowledge and to continue to expand the conversation because it's a conversation that's really, really important to, to be having. And I know that since that podcast episode, I've been trying to be more aware of the way all of that kind of plays into office culture. Um, so I really, really appreciate her taking the time to talk to us. Yeah, I mean, that's not something that they teach you really about in pre-licensing, at least not when I took the class. No, you know? I mean, no, not really. Right, we learn about fair housing, but I don't think we necessarily always realize the impact that, you know, that really does have when people either do or do not abide by fair housing protocols and legislation. Absolutely. I, yeah, I, those two women were so, so incredible. I just love their, their stories and, you know, certainly what, what I took away from those episodes was just, this isn't an easy business, but it gets to be joyful. You just got to put in the work. Yeah. And I mean, and to go along with that too, like door knock, no one wants to go and door knock, but like, sometimes you have to door knock. And I think that that in itself is a, is a huge lesson, you know? If you decided to become a realtor, John, would you door knock for your business? If I had to, wouldn't be my first choice. <laughs> Um, but even that, like that brings us to another, another guest we had, um, Becky Sexton. She talked a lot about the way she does her business and how she's learned what works for her and it won't work for everyone. I, she talked about how she doesn't always like to make phone calls. She'd rather text. She'd rather engage on social media because that's, that's comfortable for her. And I think that that can be said of a lot of agents we have on this podcast no one conducts their business the same way and there's no wrong or right way to conduct a business. Um, so some of my favorite conversations we've had is learning about the way these people do their businesses. And like, I'm with Becky Sexton. I probably wouldn't call a stranger just to like remind them that I'm a real estate agent. That doesn't sound authentic or, or organic for me. Um, so I really appreciated being able to talk to her and hear about how she stays authentic and organic with herself, but she still makes her business work, um, which is hopeful to me because I don't want to be, as an agent, I wouldn't want to be put into a box or like try to be an agent that I'm not. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I think you're spot on with that too, John, right? Because, you know, there are, I think, some tried and true methods that will Absolutely. remain timeless, but the world also has changed. The way we communicate with people has changed, you know, even in the time since I got my license until now. And social media is not only something you're phenomenal at, um, but that's such a big way that your generation does communicate. So if your people are not going to be picking up the phone, but they're going to be on social media and you can get a message across to them easily, faster, and in a way that's more impactful, 
through some sort of digital medium, like why wouldn't you not just do it haphazardly, but create a, a lead generating strategy around that? Absolutely. I agree. Becky is so, super inspiring. She's having an absolutely phenomenal year um, and she has a great social media presence. And I also loved how she has stayed true to herself um, in ways to generate her business. Um, that really is, again, like going back to everybody though, like around creating those genuine relationships. And it always keeps, keeps coming back to that. Everyone has just done it in different ways. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and like, I mean, again, that's encouraging because it's not hard to be relational. It's not hard to connect with people. And really that's, that's where your sphere is going to come from is just connecting with people. And I think it's been really cool to listen to all the different ways agents are just connecting with people. Cause it's as many as there are stars. What? I was going to say a saying, I couldn't think of what it was. There are as many ways to connect with people as there are stars in the sky. I don't know, but that works. You know, that's, that is beautiful poetry. I think we can end the episode on that. <laughs> that was awful. <laughs> I'm not cutting that out though. So thank you for that, Jeb. My um, brain is falling apart. <laughs> no, but you're absolutely right. You know, and you said it before, like there's no right way or wrong way to build your business as long as it's ethical, right? And yeah, as long as it's ethical. treatment of all people, of course. Um, but that's the cool thing about it is you get to decide how you're going to build your business. Um, I do think though, part of the power of like our office is the ability to lean on others that have the experience and have been there before to learn from them. And I know we talked with, you know, Jackie Lafferty, who is again, one of our top, top agents in the office and how she got started. And in, in the beginning she did, you know, team up on a few deals with another agent to learn the business a little bit um, and gain some of that experience and lean on that support um, which really speak to the importance of not just building relationships with your, you know, sphere, but also building relationships with other agents in the office. Um, yeah, I, I really thought that was great to hear Jackie, you talk about her start. She also did talk about asking people for business though. And I think this is something that can be a little bit intimidating when you're new is you don't want to feel like, oh, I don't want to bother my friends or I'm too pushy. I hear that all the time. But, you know, so, so agents aren't asking for the business, but that's something that is important, right? We just, we, it's great to do all the things on the social media and whatever else you're doing, whatever your approach is, but are you actually reminding your sphere and asking them, you know, for those opportunities to help the people that they know or themselves with their real estate purchases? Right. And I mean, yeah, it seems, it seems scary. You don't want people to think you're pushing business on them, but at the same time, like, the majority of people are ex excited to help you, excited to help you start your business. They want to support you in any way they can. So yeah, I think that that, when Jackie talked about that, it was a little eye-opening because there's no reason you shouldn't ask people. You're not asking them to like donate money to you or to give something free, you know what I mean? Like you're asking to be front of mind when, ask, when, getting, when going through a real estate purchase. And that's not too much to ask at all. I totally agree. I think what you just said is so important too. Like, especially if it's somebody, you know, mm -hmm. you know, most people that, you know, they're going to want to see you be successful. Right. A lot of times, yeah, you might have a family member or a friend who, if you're brand, brand new, maybe they're not quite sure yet. Um, but also I think a lot of times they just don't recognize you as a real estate agent, especially if you came from another industry, which many of us have, right. They still know you as whatever you were before in a former life. 
So we have to stay in front of them and, and remind them and then also let them know that we're available and yeah. willing to, to help them and people that they know. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you can even say, I, we have, I have the support of other agents. I have the support of like the MLS. I have all this data I can give you. Like, I know you may not trust me yet as a real estate agent, but like, I have your back and I have all the tools I need to be successful in this. No, absolutely. You're absolutely right with that, John. Um, you, know, we did, we had a great conversation with Courtney Welsh as well, who has, she came into the business knowing a little bit about it already because her mom had been a, a real estate agent, still is a real estate agent. Um, so, you know, coming in, maybe knowing a little bit more about what it takes, I think could certainly be an advantage, but what you do with that knowledge, you know, that, that is so person specific. Not everybody has the drive and the ambition like Courtney does to take it and run with it and build a great career as she has, which typically is landing her on the top 10 list in our office, right? You know, she has successful years, one right after another. Um, you know, she talked a lot about her connection with people. And again, just the relationships as well as just being really realistic about her strengths and her weaknesses. Um, what did you take away from that episode that we had with Courtney? Um, well, I think one of my, my favorite things about Courtney is that she's, she's just Courtney. She's not trying to be anyone. She's not, she's the same uh, to her clients as she is with other agents. She's just very straightforward and, and honest. Um, and I love that about her again. It, if I were a real estate agent, I wouldn't want to be putting on airs anywhere, right? I would want to be myself. And of course, um, professional, but I'd still want to be myself. And I think that Courtney's great at that. And I think that that's why she's so successful. Um, she did talk a lot about her strengths and weaknesses. Like she knows that she's not going to necessarily invest all of her time into her CRM and automate things because that's not her strength. But she does know that she's great at creating personal connections and you know investing in her clients that way so she focuses on her strengths and she i mean she doesn't neglect her weaknesses but she invests her she invests her strength into her business um which i thought was great don't again it goes back to don't try to be something you're not don't try to make a system work for you that's not going to work for you know how you can run your business and of course be open to change and open to evolving but you know trust yourself it seems like Courtney really trusts herself and trusts herself with her business. And I think that that's a big part of why she's been so successful. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's important to know when to let go of a little bit of control and ask for, ask for that help. And when you're doing as much business, business as an agent like Courtney is, um, you know, having an assistant, even somebody part-time, you know, to be able to help you with that. Or like you said, knowing, you know, what you're good at and, right. you know, she's good at, doing real estate, servicing clients, making deals happen. You know, it's not the best use of her time to be doing paperwork all day, right? So like those types of things that you can outsource and recognizing the opportunity for where you can conserve your energy on one thing to really put it into the thing that matters the most in your business. I think she's really figured that out. Absolutely. John, we would be remiss if we did not talk about our video episode that we did early in the season with Paul Barker, which we don't have the audio up yet, but wow, that was quite the episode. I got to follow you guys around the Paul Barker gym while you worked out together and talked about real estate. What was that like for you? It was pretty intense because A, it was super early in the morning and uh, I hated that. 
and B, he works out hard. That was a hard workout. Um, but it was, it was a lot, a lot of fun to be able to do that with you guys. It looked like a hard workout. I was very grateful to be behind the camera on that one and not have to do the workouts with you guys. Um, you know, Paul is such a dynamic individual and a top agent in our office, and he's done some amazing things with, with building out his team. You know, is there anything that really stood out to you from that conversation? Because I know we talked about so much with him while we were there. Yeah, for sure. I think that um, what I continually think about is, well, he's, I mean, he's busy. He has a family. He works out all the time. He's always, I just burped. Okay. He's always running around doing stuff, but his business is still successful. And I think it's because he talked a lot about how he made his business scalable, right? So as he took more stuff on, he'd be able to hire additional people to help. He'd be able to offload some of the responsibilities he had on them. Um, so he's always focused on making his business scalable. So he never finds himself in a place where he's overwhelmed or can't handle the load. Um, so I think that was really cool. And it also showed a lot of foresight on his part to, because to be able to make your business scalable like that, you need to have goals about where you want your business to be. And you also have to have a really clear picture of how you're gonna get there. Um, so I think it showed a lot of foresight on his part that he was always thinking about the future of his business. And that way he was never caught by surprise by anything and he could always handle the success of his business. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I think, yeah, Paul, that's, that's a perfect way to kind of sum, sum it up, right? He's always prepared. Like he has a very clear plan, a very clear goal. Um, you know, he has a unique way of prospecting for clients. He has a, a mail mailing heavy, you know, approach, but it's been quite successful. And that, you know, wing it, right. He has a, a very clear plan and process in mind. And he talked about making it scalable. You talked about, you know, him having a scalable business. You're absolutely right. Um, and I think that also another thing I took from him is his ability to set boundaries. And I think because he's prepared and because he knows what he needs to do to, to run his business and what it takes, he's able to set aside time for his family and not feel guilty about it. Set aside time for working out and not feel guilty about it. He has clear boundaries in his business and his life. And I really respect that about him. Same. He is a good one. That was, that was a really, really fun. I would do that again. The early morning workout with Paul Barker? My butt. He kicked my butt. I loved it. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe next time. No, I'm not going to do the workout. Who am I kidding? Yeah, you yeah, are. I'll, I'll record it again. <laughs> I'll record it this time. All right. We'll see. Um, awesome. Absolutely. We've had great people on this year. <laughs> We have, you know, and it's been just such a fun ride, like listening to everybody. And we have so many more fun guests to come still, but I really appreciate you taking the time to just kind of recap, you know, our season so far. Um, you know, if you had to sum it up, John, so what three things do you think are the most important that you would want to implement to be successful? Um, like broadly creating uh, creating some kind of business plan immediately just so you have some way of tracking your goals and tracking if you're getting to where you want to go of course that business plan can change as you learn and, and, and evolve because you won't have all the tools in your tool belt when you first start out but i think creating a business plan and really trying to stick to it um, creating a schedule really trying to stick to it just starting out i think that that's so 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 important um, second is to 
be true to yourself to know what's going to make you want to do this business, know what gives you life in this business, know what's going to, you know, give you energy and not make you hate having, you're still going to have to do paperwork. You're still going to have to do boring stuff, but make sure you're doing this business in a way that you're getting joy from it the majority of the time. And the third would be to invest in relationships with other agents um, because there are going to be times where they're your biggest support, they're your biggest advocates. Um, of course, you have to advocate for your own business, but it's nice to not feel alone in that you have people you can turn to in your questions. So create a business plan, be true to yourself, and seek what gives you joy in this business, and surround yourself with others. Ah, I love, love that. that. It does. I think if you do those three things, I totally agree. I think you can build a joyful, a joyful business. Um, and of course, you and I both know because you, especially, you get to see it and you get to help agents with the implementation of their business plans and and the strategies. It, there's a lot of hard work that's going on behind the scenes on those things. But those are those are great starting points to really help any agent launch a career. So thank you for that, John. Anytime. Oh, I love doing this podcast with you. Thanks for letting me interview you today and getting your take on the season so far. We've got some great episodes coming up still. So we're looking forward to doing that uh, with you here as we head into the second half of our season. Yeah, buddy. And next time I get to interview you. Uh, sure. <laughs> it's going to happen. Uh, maybe season four. No, in like three weeks. Okay, stay tuned, everybody. Three weeks. <laughs>